Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In previous shiurim, I have explained that in every Rashi content, every Rashi comment, we need to analyze a technical aspect and a content aspect. The technical aspect involves, for the most part, identifying the source of Rashi's comment in the text of the Chumash. And it also includes understanding, of course, understanding the meaning of every word in Rashi and understanding the flow of Rashi's words to understand the function of each different part of a Rashi comment. All of that falls under the category of the technical aspects. But also in every Rashi, we have to then consider the content. What lesson is Rashi teaching us? What idea or concept is he introducing us to? In this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayelech, we have an excellent example of a Rashi comment that requires considerable effort to analyze its technical aspects and which also contains some very important ideas in its content. Let us begin with Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Zion. Vayikro Moshe Yeshua. Moshe called to Yehoshua, Vayemer love Le'ene Chol Yisrael, and he said to him, before the eyes, in the presence of all of Yisrael, Chazak miyamotz, be strong and courageous. Ki atoh tavoy esa'om hazeh ela oretz asher nishba adonoi lavoysom loseis lahem. Ki atoh tavoy, because you are going to come esa'om hazeh with this nation, el ha'oretz asher nishba Hashem lavoysom, to the land that Hashem has sworn uh, to their forefathers, loseis lahem, to give to them. Ki atoh tanchilena oisom, and you will give it to them as an inheritance. Let's go to the Rashi. Rashi on the words ki tavoi begins by quoting the Targum Onkelis, the authoritative Aramaic translation of the Torah. And he quotes Ariat Teul Im which translates exactly as we probably would have translated the Pasuk itself. Because you Te'ul, you will come. In Aramaic, the word to come is uh, is the root of that word is always ayin aleph. So at te'ul, you will come im amahadein with this nation. Then Rashi continues. Moshe amarli Yeshua. Moshe said to Yeshua, meaning in this pasuk, Moshe is saying to Yeshua, skenim shebedor yiu imcha. The elders of the generation will be with you when you enter Eretz Yisrael. And everything that you will do will be according to their opinion and their advice. But but Rashi points out, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Yeshua in a later Pasuk, in Pasuk Chav Gimel, 
Hashem said to Yeshua later on, <coughs> you will bring Bnei Yisrael to the land that I swore to them. Tavi, you will bring them al-korcham, even against their will. Hakol toli b'cha. Everything depends on you, Yehoshua. Tol makel v'hach al-kad kadon. Take a stick, take a, 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 a staff, v'hach al-kad kadon, and bang it on their skulls. Dabor echod l'dor, v'leishnei daborim l'dor. There is one leader in the generation, and there are not two leaders in a generation. If I had to summarize what is difficult about this Rashi comment, I would say is that it has too many moving parts. Rashi begins by quoting the translation of Onkelis on a verse that seems fairly easy to translate. I think anyone who knows a little Hebrew would see the words, Ki tavoi es and would translate it, and you will come with this nation. Tavo clearly means come. Esa'am, now the word es does have two translations, the first or two meanings. The Probably the more common meaning of the word es is that it is a word that has no parallel in English, but it is a word that is placed before the object of a verb. For example, in English if we say, John threw the ball, so threw is the verb, that's the action, and the ball, or ball, is what's called the object of the verb. That's the, the item that received the action of the verb. George punched Joe. So George is the subject. Punched is the verb. That's the action. Joe is the object or the recipient of the verb. In Hebrew, the word S is placed before that object of the verb. So in Hebrew... Uh, we would say Chaim Zarak et Hakadur that Chaim threw et the ball. It can't be translated into English, but that's the function of this word. However, the word s can also mean with, and this meaning is found way back in the beginning of the Torah. For example, it is found in Bracious Perakhei Pasikhov Base by Yisalei Chanoich Esu Elohim, that Chanoich walked with God. It can't mean he walked God, that he did something to God. It means he walked with God. And it says also a very well known Pasik, Perakvov uh, Pasik Tes in Bracious, Esu Elohim Hisaleich Noyach. Noyach walked Esu Elohim. He went with God. He went according to, to God's will. S. S can mean with. So there doesn't seem to be anything puzzling about this phrase, ki tavoi Nonetheless, Rashi begins by quoting the Targum, presumably in an effort to show us the proper way to translate that phrase. That's point number one. Then, Rashi paraphrases Moshe's words in this Pasuk, and he tells us that Moshe was telling Yeshua to, uh, to conduct his leadership in a certain style, in a certain collaborative style, that the elders of the nation should be with him, and everything should be done according to their advice and consent. 
This is very novel. It uh, doesn't seem to be in the Pesach at all. So where did Rashi get that from? And then Rashi contrasts this with what it says in a later Pesach. He points out that later, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Yeshua, not Ato Tavo Esa'am, not that you will come with the people, but Ato Tavi, you will bring them. Ato Tavi has been a Yisrael Oretz, which Rashi points out uh, is indicating to us a different style of leadership, a, uh, perhaps we could call it a dictatorial, very forceful style of leadership, that you, you must bring them into the land of Israel, even if they resist. And here, Rashi is contrasting, he is essentially asking Akasha on our Pesach from, based on, a later Pesach, which is something that Rashi generally does not do. Uh, that is based on our uh, the principle that we've, I've discussed many times, that Rashi says that he has come to explain the Torah, the Psukim al-Sidram, according to their order, and if one will go through the whole corpus of Rashi al-Hatorah, one will see that he generally does not ask a question based on a later Pesach, unless there is some special reason. So, there's a lot going on in this Rashi. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Zechrona Levracha, raises these questions, among others, and he explains as follows. I will say that what I am going to say is more or less how the Rebbe explains it. I may have uh, uh, altered some small details. The Rebbe explains that Rashi, as always, is basing his commentary on a difficulty that he had in the simple reading of the Pusik. The Pusik says, Chazak v'yamotz, be strong and be courageous, key, because because you will bring this nation to the land. And the question is, in what way does you will come, serve as a reason for Chazak v'yamatz that you should be strong and courageous. Now, if it is saying, if, it, if the words are explaining why it is necessary to be courageous, it is necessary to be courageous because you are coming into the land and there are going to be certain challenges as you enter the land. So then the question is that this not only applies to Yeshua, but it applies to everyone who is coming into the land. They all need to be courageous and strong. And if it means that ata tavoy, the fact that you are coming into the land, gives you encouragement, well, that's a little difficult to see the connection. What does it mean, be strong and be courageous? And why? What, what gives you reason to, to have those, those characteristics? Because you are coming into the land. You're coming with the people into the land. That that doesn't seem to, to be a reason why I would be strong and courageous. It might be just the opposite. It might be a reason why I might be fearful. I might be uh, timid in face of all the challenges that are coming. Therefore, the Rebbe explains that Rashi was tempted to say that the, that the verb tavoy is not an intransitive verb, meaning you will come, but rather it is a transitive verb, meaning you will bring. 
although normally the word for you will bring would be tavi, but Rashi was tempted to say that perhaps we should read the Pasuk, Ki tavoi esa omazeh, that you will bring this nation. And the word es in this case would not mean with, but it would be this untranslatable marker of, a, of an object of a verb. Now, if we would say like that, we would understand the connection between the two parts of the Pasuk. Chazak v'yamotz, be strong and courageous. Why do you need to be that way? Key, because you are going to bring this nation into the land, and you are going to face many challenges along the way. So Rashi was tempted to explain the Pasuk in that way. And therefore, explains the Rebbe, Rashi begins by quoting Unculus, by quoting the Aramaic translation, which clearly translates, Are ateul im amahadein. Behold, you will come with this nation. So Rashi begins by quoting Unculus, because Unculus quells that temptation to say that this Pasuk means you will bring the people into the land. Unculus is clear that it does mean you will come with this nation. Of course, we are now left with our question. What is the connection between Chazak v'yamatz, be strong and be courageous, to the next words in the Pasuk, because you are coming into the land? For this, Rashi quotes a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Tafches Ahmed Beis, the Gemara raises a contradiction between this Pasuk that says, Ki you will come with the nation, and a Pasuk later on, Pasuk Chav Gimel, which says, Tavi es Yisrael you will bring the Bnei Yisrael to the land. Now, the Talmud and the Midrashim have no problem about asking a contradiction on a Pasuk based on some other Pasuk that might be all the way at the other end of Tanakh. That's no problem. The Gemara and the Midrashim say, the, All of the books of Tanakh were given from the same shepherd. They all come from Hashem. All Psukim, from the very first Pasuk in Breshis to the very last Pasuk in Divrei Yomim, they all must be resolved in such a way that they are not contradictory. And the Midrashim we see all over, and the Gemara we see all over, they will take a Pasuk in Breshis, and they will ask a Kashi on it from Yecheskel or Tehillim or Divrei Yomim. The order of the Psukim make no difference, makes no difference to the, to the rabbis of the Talmud in the Midrash. It is only Rashi, in his monumental task that he took upon himself, of explaining Pshutai Shalmikra, the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Rashi made for himself a rule to follow the order of the Psukim. One exception to this rule, there are others, but the basic uh, rule, the basic exception, is that when Chazal raise, when the Midrash and the Talmud raise a contradiction between a Pasuk, and a much later Pasuk. And the resolution that they give, the answer that they give, sheds light on the simple meaning of the Pasuk, then Rashi often will quote their words verbatim, including their kasha, in which they ask a contradiction on an earlier verse 
based on a later verse. Rashi doesn't mind quoting such questions if the answer to such question will shed light on the issue of Pshutei Shul Mikra, of the simple meaning of the Pasuk with which he is dealing. And therefore here, Rashi had a question in Pshutei Shul Mikra, as we explained, how does Ki serve as a reason for Chazak V'yamotz? So in this, Rashi quotes the Gemara, which asks the question, why does it say here, Atatavo, you will come? And why does it say in another place, Atatavi? And Rashi quotes the answer that the Gemara gives. And the Gemara's answer is that this Pasuk, Atatavoi, is Moshe Rabbeinu speaking to Yeshua, and he is telling him not merely the fact that you are coming into the land, but it is telling him a particular style of collaborative leadership. And that is the style, that is the form of leadership that he should use. Skenim shebedor yiyu imcho. What's it mean, you will come with this nation? You will come with them, you will come together with the elders of the nation, with their representatives. It should all be done according to their opinions and their advice. So now we understand the connection between the beginning of the Pasuk and the next part of the Pasuk. Chazak v'yamotz. Be strong and be courageous because because I am telling you that it's not all on your shoulders. You are to lead the people in a collaborative manner. You should lead you should lead together with the people. You should lead together with their representatives, the elders of the generation, and you should follow their advice. We are now ready to discuss the content, as, content aspect of this Rashi comment. Rashi, quoting from the Gemara, tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu suggested to Yeshua one style of leadership, a collaborative style in which he would consult the Zakanim Shebedor, the elders of the generation. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in a later Pasuk, told Yeshua that he will be Tavi Es Bnei Yisrael El He must bring the Bnei Yisrael to the land, even against their will. Everything depends on Yeshua. He may even take a stick and bang it on people's heads, for there must be one leader in the generation and not two. So this uh, we will call the forceful dictatorial style of leadership. In simplicity, I think we can say that both are necessary and each style of leadership has its place. Of course, it's always better if a leader can consult with those under his leadership and things can be done collaboratively. But there are certain mitzvahs that must be done. Here we're talking about one of the most important projects in Jewish history, and therefore in human history, the project of bringing B'nai Yisrael into the land of Israel. This had to be accomplished, and if it meant at times to use a forceful hand, well then that's an authority that Yeshua had. The Lubavitcher Rebbe explains it on a more profound level. He quotes Chasidus, he quotes Hasidic philosophy, which explains that Yeshua 
had two different dargois, two different levels. One level was that he was Mishores Moshe, that he was the servant of Moshe. He received all of his wisdom from Moshe Rabbeinu. As Chazal say, and Rashi quotes it in one place, Pnei Moshe Kechama, Pnei Yeshua Kilavana. Moshe's face had a shine like the sun. Yeshua's face had a shine like the moon. And the moon, we know, has no light of its own. It is merely a reflection of the light of the sun. And so too, Yeshua, everything he had, all of his wisdom, all of his leadership capabilities, all of his spirituality, was all what he had learned from his mentor, Moshe Rabbeinu. That is one level of Yeshua. But after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, it became evident another level of Yeshua. And that the Rebbe refers to as the level of Nar, of a young man, which is a word that is applied to Yeshua in the Torah. It is a level that the Rebbe calls Katnus, of smallness, meaning that Yeshua was mevatel himself. He subjugated himself to the will of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, even beyond the limitations of his wisdom and of his own spirituality. And therefore, these are the two aspects of his leadership, the Rebbe explains. On the one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu told him to lead the nation according to the advice and the opinions of the Zakanim, that is to use his wisdom to speak out, to discuss the various issues and challenges that were facing the Am Yisrael, and to come to a sensible plan of action together with the elders of the generation. But on the other hand, sometimes it's necessary Sometimes it was necessary for Yeshua to simply subjugate himself to the will of God. If Hashem said, bring the people into Eretz Yisrael, he's simply going to do it. No matter what anyone says, despite any objection that anyone might raise, despite any difficulties that anyone might present, he is going to bring them into Eretz Yisrael, as Rashi says, Bal Korcham, even against their will because this is simply his direct connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which goes beyond his wisdom and beyond his capabilities and beyond his own spiritual accomplishments. I think that we can add to what the Rebbe is saying that in fact these two dargais, these two levels exist in every person. Every person has a certain level of wisdom that he or she has acquired through study. Every person has a certain amount, a certain level of spiritual accomplishment. A person davens, a person gives tzedakah, a person does mitzvahs, a person develops his or her spirituality. Every person hopefully has developed that to some extent. And that's, that's great. And that can take a person a long way. But there is also another level. There's the level that a person, a Jew, is simply attached to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, And that the Jew can be mevatel himself or herself to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, 
And with this, the person can sometimes go even farther. One's wisdom only goes so far. One's good deeds only take one so far. Nobody's deeds are perfect. Nobody has an infinite number of good deeds. They are, they are in the end, they are limited. But a person's, a person's attachment to a Kodesh Baruch Hu can take that person much farther. There are many stories from the Holocaust where there were Jews who had really minimal wisdom. They had very minimal, little to no knowledge of the Torah. They had very few spiritual accomplishments. There were people who did not observe the mitzvahs. And yet there came a time when their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed them to sacrifice themselves, to allow themselves to, to become Kodesh, to become holy, to, to volunteer themselves, to be, to, to be killed Al-Kiddush Hashem, to be killed in order to make a sanctification of God's name. From where did they get that ability? These were not scholars, these, was, these were not people who had spent years and years doing mitzvahs, but they did have that intrinsic connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which allowed them to reach great spiritual heights beyond the limitations of their wisdom and their deeds. As, as we approach Yom Kippur, as we try to work our way through the Aseris Yom Tshuva, this is an important point to remember. Yes, we can do tshuva. Yes, we can purify our actions. Yes, we can learn more and we can do more mitzvahs and we can give more tzedakah, and that's certainly appropriate. But we have to realize that even those things, it's limited. They are limited. There's a, there's a limit to how far we can go with our actions. But with our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we become aware of that and allow that to become revealed, we can go even farther. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.